Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Welcome back, Rangitarians, to Where the Lotus Grows. I'm Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. And today we'll talk about exercises and patience. And I have to say, this is a hard one for me. Ever since I was a child, I have struggled with this. My mother always told me patience is a virtue. And at a young age, I always wondered why she was always talking about virtue stuff to me. And why should I care? (laughs) (laughs) Is patience a quality? Why is it important? Is it a skill I really need to learn? Well, now you know better, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, what I even find interesting is, you know, my dad has been retired now for, I think, 16 years. And we have this discussion often because, of course, patience is still a struggle for me. And he, he, the longer he is retired, the less patience he seems to have when you would think that it would be a period in your time where you would be able to have more patience. How old is your dad? He's 78. Okay. Well, I think when you get to be that age, maybe just in general, you can be a little more impatient. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can just, with age, comes Mm -hmm. maybe the right (laughs) to do that. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, it was interesting. Heal Codes by Dr. Lloyd. My dad has cancer. And we were looking up his particular cancer, and patience is one of the virtues that you struggle with for his particular one that Dr. Lloyd has been able to code. Um, oh, in interesting. His heel codes. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And it's what's really interesting is my dad wanted to talk about his struggle with patience up until I, you know, divulged that amount of information to him that I had read in Dr. Lloyd's work. And then he no longer wants to have conversations about patience with me. And I was like, ooh, that was an overshare. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Shut that one right down. So what is patience? What, what is your, what's the youngest age that you remember learning about patience? Mm, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I remember it being something when my little brother came along. So three and a half, maybe. Because mm-hmm. probably before that, I didn't have to be so patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably around there. But I, I really remember that being said to me. I was also told that patience is a virtue. And I do say patient, you know, tell my son and my father a lot to have patience. To have patience with things. Not with me. With things. With things. (laughs) I mean, right now, at eight months pregnant, yes, they hear have patience with me as well. Um, But usually it's with other things. With frustration. So what is patience anyways? Patience is the opposite of annoyance, complaint, loss of temper, irritation, willingness to suppress restlessness. So patience is an important tool in overcoming frustration and allows us to suspend judgment long enough to make informed decisions. 
thus paving the way for a happy and peaceful life. Have you ever worked for a patient leader and one with a short fuse? Patience is a virtue that you work on, but as such, it is not a skill that can be learned. You can, however, learn what triggers your impatience and manage this reaction so you have an option to respond and to honor your intention. And I've had to learn to develop a relationship with patience and to nurture this relationship. So patience is a state of being that occurs between experience and reaction. It is learning tools that help you deal with the delays of obstacles. So I remember one time I was getting my radio changed in my car. <laughs> and I think this was about the time that like satellite radio was coming out. And of course, I Ooh, wanted to have satellite that radio. Fancy technology. Yeah. And I remember there being a hiccup with the delivery or installation of it. And when I went back, the company didn't want to stand behind it. And I remember the manager coming out and talking to me. And I really felt bad for, you know, one, I was a little disgruntled and upset about my care as a customer. But two, how the manager handled it. I remember that was a learning moment for me because I was a manager at the time. And the manager was not very mindful with his subordinates and he wouldn't apologize to his people and I thought wow you know there's an example for me to learn from as a leader that when I do something wrong as a leader I need to you know step up and own that for me and my team and have that apology and so it was a time you know in that moment for me to practice patience and to also grow as a mindful leader of what, you know, how I wanted to show up and, and react. So, no, I, I can see that. You mentioned that that patience is a virtue, but it's it's not a skill mm -hmm. that you can learn. So you don't think that you can learn to be more patient? No, I think you can learn what triggers you into impatience, and then you can manage those triggers. Okay. So I definitely feel like I have become more patient just generally with age do you think that's because you've learned more about yourself oh I've, i'm absolutely sure of that but i think i think it's it's also being more compassionate and accepting with others that i've developed a greater sense of patron patience mm -hmm. you know i think i'm definitely less reactive than i was say in my 20s mm -hmm. now maybe Two times a year, I'll find myself in a reaction stage versus a response stage. So it's getting further and further apart. You know, before I think it used to happen like every six minutes and now it's <laughs> like maybe every six months. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, do you have a threshold for, so for example, because there are times like when I think about times where I like lose my patience, let's say you're waiting at the doctor's office. For your, and your appointment was at nine. At what time do you start to get impatient? Mm -hmm. Is it 10 o'clock? Is it 10.30? Is it noon? Oh, I used to get impatient right, <laughs> impatient right away because being in a service industry, I'd be like, I could never do this. I could not waste my clients half a day. You know, because sometimes, I mean, I've sat in a doctor's office before where they're running four to five hours behind. Right. But now that I've gotten older, I think, wow, you know, something really must have happened. There must have been an emergency. They were called into the hospital. 
there must have been an overbooking. I really feel bad for the staff. Now they're probably missing their break. And, you know, that's going to take a lot for that team. And so now I'm able to see a broader picture. It doesn't mean that I can't compassionately share my disgust or frustration (laughs) for, wow, I sat here for four hours and now I would like my time to be heard and not rushed. But, you know, I have more compassion for all the players. I don't feel like it's a personal attack on me. Yeah, I I agree with that. I definitely don't see it more as like a taking it personal kind of thing, even when I do feel impatient. Waiting is one of those times for me. Or when something is deeply, deeply in disarray and disorganized. So, for example... I definitely, you know, had struggled with patience. I don't want to say I lost my patience because I was still, I, I was still okay. <laughs> but again, being pregnant and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I stopped into a well-known medical supply store to pick up a prescription for some wound care stuff for my father because I tear, caretake for my father. And the prescription had been called in Thursday and it was Monday. So I felt like they had plenty of time. I'd never been in this place before, in the store before, but it was just like, it was in complete disarray, super messy. So also having worked in retail, I was annoyed by that. Nobody seemed to know what was going on. A manager stepped in, seeing my frustration with, I asked three different people about my dad's prescription. They really didn't know where to send me or, you know, what was going on. And so he finally was like, oh, we haven't gotten it. And so then... Okay, so I got on the phone immediately and called the doctor's office and what's your fax number and can I have it faxed back over? And then there was a, oh, well, that's not really our protocol. And the doctor needs to fill out this other form. And of course, the doctor is on vacation for the next week. And so how are we going to get this? And oh, this is happening while my father, who has um, a brain injury and doesn't have a lot of, he doesn't have short term memory. He was in an appointment that I had to be back to pick him up from because he can't, you know, leave an appointment by himself. I have to be the one to pick him up and take him. And so it's kind of on this time constraint and nobody knew what was going on. And everything was just like the way that they ran the business was just as messy as the store was. Mm -hmm. And I was really starting to lose my patience. And I could feel that. Mm-hmm. And I could feel it within myself and I could feel it within like, is it their fault that uh, they have to, I mean, because obviously they live in the disarray. They have to go to work in this crazy <laughs> place. Yeah. So is it really their fault? But it was very challenging for me mm-hmm. to manage it. And eventually they ended up just kind of giving it to me, telling me they build the insurance later. <laughs> so he was very accommodating and nice. And I was definitely grateful and expressed that. But I could feel that bubble up, mm-hmm. that I don't have time for this. This is a personal attack on me. It's almost like, I think, the, you know, <laughs> I'm a tea lover, so I think of the teapot, right? You could feel the steam. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is to catch it before it's whistling, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So practicing patience with yourself, and what does it mean to be patient with yourself? What benefits would I experience by being patient with myself? And what can I do to become more patient with myself? So these are questions that I really started to ask myself in my late 20s, early 30s. 
to get deeper into it. And it's about dealing with our own thoughts and emotions as a spiritual being. There's this unbounded, limitless presence within you that is constantly seeking expression. So we have become kind of this instant gratification, spontaneous beings where problems arise and then we think and do things and it doesn't seem to produce the immediate results. So we get kind of hung up on the word seem because sometimes yet we know that wisdom supports the idea that every heartfelt intention and desire is met with support from the universe. And then I get the choice to make a decision that affects my experience. I personally still struggle with remembering that patience is the ability not to be troubled by life's challenges, delays, or other undesirable things that come my way. It's my ability to practice and maintain stillness in the midst of disappointment. And I've been working on practicing self-awareness in everyday moments, checking in with my body sensation, you know, what's happening for me in this moment. Am I feeling stressed, noting my emotions, listening to my thoughts, getting quiet to see, you know, what is the stillest voice inside of me? And while this is difficult, when I allow myself this simple act of looking within, I feel healing. It's taken me a long time to get there, and I still feel like it's not my knee-jerk reaction. You know, I still have to make a conscious decision to go down that path. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm right there with you as we sat with this. And maybe that you, you brought up Myers-Briggs, I think, in a couple episodes or so ago. And I, I know I have a J in my personality, and maybe that's where this part comes from. I don't know. The The judgment. Yeah. So, you know, looking at my experience of when I've kind of lost my patience, like part of it was making a judgment on how messy things were and how crazy things were and how nobody had anything together. And so that compiled onto my lack of patience that they didn't have the prescription and and those kind of things. Because when you initially brought up this topic, I thought, oh, I deal with patience all the time. Like I said, I have a father who has a brain injury who doesn't have a short-term memory. I literally hear the same things over and over again throughout my day every day. And I literally have to repeat myself. I mean, and I have a seven-year-old. So (laughs) literally have to repeat myself a lot and hear things repeated to me a lot. And I think, oh, I'm, I'm super patient. Like I have to be kind and not frustrated and patient for lack of a better word all the time with the people that I care for but then when I flip the context and like you mentioned when problems arise or things don't kind of go like we plan for them to go yeah my fuse is much shorter when it comes to and I and I have to practice it's not Mm -hmm. that I don't practice it because I do but it's definitely a conscious effort to not want to flip the table in effigy (laughs) and just be like I'm done with this things aren't going my way yeah yeah because I mean I I do have my you know what the fuck moments but you know I do have to stop and gather my thoughts gather myself give myself you know sometimes I'll just say hey I I just need 10 minutes I have to go find my happy place I have to sort this out you know I'm a little grumpy you know I can set that boundary for myself for a moment to you know take an adult time out do you feel like there's more times when you when you just naturally have more patience than others yeah yeah because you know like I'm at the process now where I'm trying to in my journal 
keep a list of what are those triggering moments, what's happened, because I have had past traumas in my life. And I think that some of those past traumas are directly related to my level of patience with different things. Okay. And so trying to figure out, you know, because you and I have, we heard Gail Parker say this, you know, it's 90% you, 10% the situation in front of you. When you're triggered. When you're triggered, yeah. And so I had already started this before hearing that quote, but, you know, just trying to learn about me, like what is it in this scenario that my fuse is really short? Mm -hmm. And it's not that I, you know, I'm supposed to move to silence because Silence is not empowering. You know, using our voice is empowerment, but using it still in a kind way. Because you can't always have your shit together every single moment of your life. I mean, we're human beings. We're flawed. We're imperfect. Sure. Well, and nor can you curl into a little ball and, you know, just quit because you've been triggered in some way by something. Right. Or in my case, flip the table and be like, I'm done with this shit. I'm a Leo, so I have a pretty big roar, (laughs) even though I'm pretty quiet. (laughs) Yeah. So... But like, so for me in, in thinking this out, like literally as we've been talking about this, I can be very patient with people, but in circumstances where I feel like my time is not being valued or my, what I need to accomplish is not being seen, heard or valued, then I don't have as much patience. Mm -hmm. But if I'm working one-on-one with someone, if I know that someone's having a difficult time, working with children, working with elderly people, working with mentally ill people, like I feel like I have a ton of patience mm-hmm. and I can really roll with punches that most people would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it is interesting, like as we've kind of talked this through to, to, think, to about think about where where I have patience, where it is the virtue that I'm like, oh, I have this. I have this Zen that I can be this way with different types of situations. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where I'm just like, are you serious? <laughs> well, I have this thing where I'm always trying to be polite. And I think another way that I get struggle with this patience thing is because I'm trying to be polite. Oftentimes I don't say something that's authentic to what I'm feeling. Mm. And if I can learn to not censor what I'm saying so much and just be authentic with what I'm feeling and and know that it's coming from a place of curiosity or with a good intention, that I won't get to that, you know, impatient iron roar. Right. Where there's like a resentment behind that impatience. Yeah. That probably wouldn't be there if you'd have been able to just be like, excuse me, this isn't cool. (laughs) This isn't working for me right now. Nice. So what are ways to practice greater senses of patience? Or I guess since we've learned that it's not a skill that we can practice, but more learning to cope with how we react to stuff. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that we can do that? Well, you can use your awareness of yourself to maintain your calm. You can tap into your stillness to preserve it. You can look at these moments as self-reflection, as opportunities to strengthen in your grace. You know, kind of reminding yourself that all is well, that you have everything that you need right now. And virtue is a positive life quality that is evident of healed images in the heart. So healed images result from removing the lies from images and replacing them with truth. And targeting as a virtue such as patience can also be a way for you to choose to heal. You become more and more able to choose what is good and what is right for you in your life. 
what are some ways that you can think of applying patience? I think accepting reality. So I have a teacher, one of my first yoga teachers, just a, I mean, a Zen master in so many ways, (laughs) but she's just like, I would come in and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for being late and want to, you know, steal your time. I'm, you know, and she'd just be like, you're here now. And that was super powerful. Like, yeah, obviously I couldn't have been here two minutes ago. (laughs) And I'm not any later. I'm here now. And so a lot of patience is just being in the moment. The present moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay, is anything lacking in this moment? I mean, you're recognizing the things that you're irritated by and things like that. But really just being like, okay, well, this is what this is. So I'm not looking to change it. I can just observe it. I'm not looking to change it. I think that's a lot of cultivating patience for me Mm -hmm. in, in those impatient, you know. Worrying about it, getting angry about it, getting frustrated about it isn't going to make traffic move any faster. It isn't going to make the doctor get any faster with its patients. It isn't going to make your child stop whining. So, you know, getting frustrated and expressing that frustration negatively typically doesn't change the situation. That said, speaking up, like you said, and just, you know, expressing your displeasure, maybe going and saying, hey, I need to reschedule this appointment because this is taking too much time, or maybe I need to take an alternate route to get out of this traffic jam or whatever it is. Like you can be proactive without being angry or resentful or, you know, negative about the situation. But that takes being present and being able to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So really what we're saying is patience comes down to being in the present moment, knowing yourself and your triggers, and to have grace through it all. For yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, of course, as you know, we are curious people and we would like to hear from you. So if you have tips on how to cultivate more patience or things that have worked for you on becoming more patient or even... This may be fun to revisit sometimes down the line. Share a moment when maybe you weren't so patient <laughs> and how that how that worked out for you. We would love to hear from you on all of our social media platforms and where the lotusgrows.com. If you'd like to be a sustaining member, I'm going to get into uh, membership drive mode. (laughs) (laughs) Then remember that we do have a Patreon that's available. We'd love to give you some extra bonus gifts and some bonus content. If you'd like to give us a little bit of cash in return. And as always, your reviews on our social media platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher and the Google Music Store are always appreciated. And I think we've we've just got more fun episodes coming up for you soon. So stick around. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Where the Lotus Grows. Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, Where the Lotus Grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, Where the Lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.